Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Hey, D&D fam. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Are y'all enjoying the fall? My favorite season. Yes, the season of, what is it, pumpkin spice? Mm Mm-hmm, and everything nice. I love it. Mm, I'm more of a sweet potato girl myself. You know. Regardless, welcome back, you all. We have a busy diva docket as usual. We have brought back in Miss HR, Mm -hmm. back by popular demand. She dropped several jewels back in our Know Your Worth series. And so we needed to bring her back in to talk about career transitions. A lot of people may be due to COVID, might have decided to take a transition. Maybe some things happen and you're looking for other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're just pursuing your passions at this point, you know, wanting to do something in addition to or instead of Mm -hmm. what you've been doing. Right. Yeah. But first, we wanted to share our community outreach, boss doing big things, known as Boss Bay. And that is an individual or business who is local. And we just like to keep you in contact with services that you, the listeners may need and this episode we are highlighting tim stanley of the hangman tim specializes in tv mounting soundbar installation and other handyman work such as mirrors pictures shelves things like that that i just don't want to do myself (laughs) Um, he can be reached via sale at 980-230-9275 he is on facebook at the hangman hangman is h-a-n-g M-A-N, and his Instagram is thehangman underscore 92. So, Mr. Hangman, we say, hey, bae. I always love a good name that's memorable. The Hangman. Exactly. It's memorable. It's straightforward. What does he do? Right. Right. This is what I do. It's in my name. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So, we have Miss HR, and like Lee said, Hey. hey, hey. She did have her on episode 13, so you guys go back and listen to that in compensation Mm -hmm. negotiations. But we brought her back, like we said today, to talk about career transitions. Yes, ma'am. So, Miss HR is a New York native, New York, New York, all day. (laughs) And she attended undergrad at Sunny. Albany, can I say that or is it S U N Y? Okay, see. That's I want to okay, correct because I didn't want the inboxes. You. I did not want them. S U N Y, SUNY Albany, and received her master's in human resources management at Villanova University. Miss HR has been an HR professional for over 10 years. She has worked at Fortune 500 companies and currently works for a professional services firm. She resides in Charlotte, North Carolina with her son and husband and is a proud member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
Listen, she cleared her throat for that one. Yeah, she was prepared. Warmed up. Okay. We might, you know, we plan to hopefully have one in next month in November. You know what I'm saying? In the White House. I'm going to let her do her thing. You know what I'm saying? So, welcome, 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 Miss HR. Thank you for having me, ladies. So happy to be here. As always, I love what you're doing and just thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. It means a lot. So, as we know, we got kind of your information mm-hmm. on how you got there, and originally you wanted to be a teacher, and just took advantage of a, I believe it was a learning and development yeah. role, and just kind of from kind there. Of did a career transition herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. So, just in your experience, or just life experience, what are some of the most common reasons you even see for career transitions? Yeah, so many. Um, I think one of the most common is you're doing something and you don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing it because you're getting a paycheck. Yep. It's easy to you in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's it's consistent. Convenient. Yep. It's convenient. Uh-huh. You're comfortable. You're chilling. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's not what you really want to do. Right. And I can tell you from personal experience, I was in a situation, so before transitioning, Lee, as you mentioned, into a learning and development role, I worked on the business side of things, and I wasn't really satisfied. Mm -hmm. I knew that that's not what I wanted. Yeah. So I had to take a step back and think about what it was that really made me happy. So what made me happy were those things that I did that weren't necessarily applicable to my role. Mm -hmm. So going to um, volunteering for on-campus events that the company was doing, Mm -hmm. mentoring an intern, speaking with my friends, and giving career advice Mm -hmm. um, or what my thoughts were. Mm -hmm. I realized that I really didn't want to be in this space. I Mm -hmm. wanted to work Mm -hmm. more with people. Yeah. And so I would... I would say that was a turning point for me. And, and at that point, I had to figure out what I was going to do to get there. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really interesting how a lot of the times our career transitions do come from what we're so good at in our personal life. Right. Yeah. And then we're just trying to figure out, well, how can I take this? And it doesn't necessarily always have to be a passion, but it's just something that comes naturally to you. Like right. you said, you could be in a position where, you know, maybe it's convenient because you're working from home and this right. just works with your situation, but you don't like what you do at all. Mm-hmm. And then there's something that you're naturally good at and you're like, how can I turn this into a Right, career? how can I monetize yeah. a skill set, yeah. essentially? Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, I know, especially fresh out of school, this was often a frustration of, you know, entry level. Mm. And nowadays, even, quote, entry level positions will want Two years experience, five years experience. And so it's that whole adage of how do you get experience with no experience? And so for that person who maybe they have a skill set or some kind of ability, but it it hasn't been, I guess, battle tested within an actual role. What, you know, advice or um, tips would you give a person who has an interest but may not have any uh, professional experience mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah, sure. So it's it, it, common, right? We all mm-hmm. have to start somewhere. Right? Yeah. So I would challenge that person to to think about ways that you can get that exposure that might not necessarily be at work. Mm -hmm. There might be things you're doing on your own time Mm -hmm. and on your own dime to Mm -hmm. get you whatever experience it is that you're looking for that will get um, that will get your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself Mm -hmm. um, I think is is a big one. That's a good one. So it's it's taking a step back and getting uncomfortable for a minute Mm -hmm. in order to get to your goal. 
yeah. not necessarily waiting for an opportunity to come to you and also being creative so the opportunity to get that additional exposure it might not be at work yeah. so thinking a little bit outside the box leveraging your network being open mm-hmm. and willing and and you know in many cases taking a few steps back mm-hmm. um, in order to to get forward because again just going back to that point of we all have to start somewhere just being ready to being ready for the challenge being up for it and if you really want to do whatever that is bad enough mm-hmm. you'll do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's really when you talk about like having the skill sets and doing them outside of work you know being able to kind of flip that you talked about it um, last time when you talked about compensation negotiations being able to mold the experience that you might have outside of work onto your resume so mm-hmm. it fits the job description but also because we were on a call today and we and we may have talked about this before but specifically with women we feel like we have to have 100% of the qualifications that are in a job before we'll post for it yeah. and men only feel like they have to have half <laughs> And I mean, it's a statistic, like it's 50%, yes. you know? And so a lot of the times we'll say, well, I have the skill set. You could have been doing this thing for two years, but you'll be like, I didn't do it in a corporation, so I'm not going to apply. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, beef it yeah. up. Beef yeah. it up. Beef yeah. it up. And one, you're so right. You're so right. As women, sometimes we, we do this thing where we second guess ourselves, mm-hmm. where we don't think that we can. Sometimes we mm-hmm. underestimate just how how capable we are. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you, so... I, uh, I did the learning and development role at my previous company. So before I joined the organization that I'm with now, and I was it was actually when I was relocating to Charlotte. So I had gotten engaged. So he did go ahead and put a ring on it. Oh, I said, okay. All right. Now that he put a ring on it, I guess I got to move. So let me just <laughs> come, come on down. down. <laughs> come on down. Let me just come on down. Mm-hmm. So... I knew that I wanted to work in the HR generalist space. Mm-hmm. And I was coming from a place where I had learning and development experience. And I dibbled and dabbled a little bit. Just shout out to to the mentors and the people who helped right. me along the way. I knew when I was at this organization before moving to North Carolina that I wanted to do HR generalist work. Mm-hmm. So I had a really strong black female mentor. Mm-hmm. And if she's listening... Thank you. You right. know who you are. She helped me tremendously, and she exposed me to some different opportunities. So I did have a few experiences that were HR generalist-like, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't enough for a company to trust entrust in me. And they were looking for—and I tried, y'all. I tried. <laughs> I applied. <laughs> I applied, um, but they they wanted they wanted more. They needed me to have more experience. So mm-hmm. I say that to say, I decided that I wanted to pursue my master's degree. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me get a master's degree in in the area that you know I'm I'm so interested in. Mm-hmm. But I still needed a job, so right. I still right. needed that coin. <laughs> okay, I that ducats in the diva. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I said, okay, what do I? What should I do? Nobody's gonna hire me. I need a job. I took an internship. Okay. I took an internship in HR. It was specifically in compensation. Mm. And that was it was very purposeful. So I took this internship in compensation because I know, I mm-hmm. knew that that was having a compensation background and being a generalist, you need that. You yeah. Need, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Being a generalist is you know all things. So right. compensation was a part of, would have been a part of my toolbox or was a part of my toolbox. And so just to put it into perspective, 
I had gotten promoted before I left this company, so I was an AVP, and I took an internship. Mm. So let me just say that again. Right. Okay. I was an AVP, and I took an internship. Right. So I took about 765,000 steps back. Mm. It was the best decision that I ever made. Y'all hear that? She humbled herself. Mm -hmm. Humbled. The check was different. The work was different. And I, I I look back and I would not change a thing because it opened up a lot of different doors for me. And ultimately, I stayed with that company and um, I ended up working. They, they wanted to take me on full time. And I kind of I sat in that for a minute and then I moved on to my next opportunity. Again, I share that story because I... I think it's important to, as you mentioned, Lee, to humble yourself and just, and it goes back to believing in yourself. I knew that I wasn't going to stay there. Yeah. Meaning I wasn't going to stay at that level. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was a purpose and a plan with the right, everything about it was strategic. And intentional. And intentional. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's so important, you know, and that story actually kind of melds our whole question about talking about being in a career where you are not a novice at all you're highly experienced and then having to take some kind of entry level position and a pay cut but as a stepping stone to get to where you are now which is exactly where you want it to be you know sometimes we always think about lateral moves but you know we don't think about you know, things that are outside the box to be able to, get, you know, that it will eventually circle back mm-hmm. to places ex- exactly where we want it to be. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really wonderful to always hear a personal example of like, you don't have to stay where you put yourself at, but mm-hmm. you got to, ha- you got to have a plan. Right. You have to have a plan. And grind it out. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, the check's going to be a little different right. for a little while, right. but if you, you know, perform mm-hmm. and believe in yourself and you do the job that you know you can do, then... Yeah. That's very temporary, right. you know? Ooh, that was a word. It mm. was. <laughs> it was. For sure. So, I, I guess to the person who, you know, they, they just know this isn't it, but they're not quite mm-hmm. sure what. They're not quite sure. They can't put their finger on exactly what they want to be doing differently. You know, what would you tell them or what things can they go about in terms of identifying maybe some transitional skills or opportunities in their in their toolbox that they can kind of look into or or look at careers that that use those? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody likes something. Mm -hmm. Right. There's something out there that you like. Right. Mm -hmm. So so think about challenge yourself and think about what it is that you like. What is it that you enjoy doing think about some of your your goals so you know financially you know what what is it that you would like to do that you would be willing to from a financial standpoint sacrifice for like Mm -hmm. I really like doing x and I know that it's going to take these steps for me to get here I might be impacted financially because again going back to the ducket part Mm -hmm. of divas and ducats it comes back down for a lot of people a lot of people it comes back down to that coin. Mm-hmm. So let's talk realistic for yep. a minute, right? right? So think about what you wouldn't mind sacrificing those coins for for that brief amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself. So whatever it is that you that you like, take that one thing and mm-hmm. think about think about how you can monetize it. Mm-hmm. Think about how you can apply it at your job or maybe another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think that that piece around one 
really identifying what it is that you like. Mm-hmm. I think the second part of that is we all have to live and we need our ducats. Mm-hmm. Think about how you can monetize it. Mm-hmm. And then I think take it, taking it from there yeah. is the advice that I would probably give to someone. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that mm-hmm. comes with... Uh, research too like you were saying talk right. about how many, you know we can monetize it but we can't tell you me and Lee how how much we are <laughs> on the internet reaching out to people we have never met yes. before we stay in people's inboxes like hey mm-hmm. can you like it's research you right. know it's trying to figure out this is a skill set that I really have but I don't know how to monetize it mm-hmm. search mm-hmm. it google that search part, it you're yeah. not the you're not the first trust me you are not yes. the first to try to do it you might you will have your own unique way of Correct. being able to do but you're probably not the first to be able to break down that door. And if you are, you can still have people, mentors that can teach you somehow, some kind of way to be able to, you know, to get into the door or to get access to people that might know mm-hmm. how to do it on a on a different level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of it's research. That's yeah. true. And one of the things, if you're in a corporate setting, I cannot remember the name of that test. Um, it's going to bother me. But not only is there, I know one is like Myers-Briggs, yes. but then there's another one that tells you it's like 14 or 15 skill sets and there's different the colors. Jobs, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you might have certain skill sets that you don't even think about mm-hmm. or strengths. Yep. I think it's a strength finder mm-hmm. that you don't even think about. So like, for example, I'm an introvert, so I mm-hmm. don't consider myself a people mm-hmm. person, but apparently one of my strengths <laughs> is empathy and communication. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, well, if I was thinking about doing something different, I might need to look into roles right. that use those because right. according to the way mm-hmm. I answer these questions, mm-hmm. empathy and communication right. might be a meal ticket. Yeah. So and, and it's, I mean, it's really good if you have not taken the strength finder test oh, yeah. to just take it. Like, because mm-hmm. like you said, I, I never, I always thought that I, before I took the strength finder test, I didn't look at empathy as a strength. You right. know, it was like, oh, well. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I feel everybody's emotions and <laughs> something is wrong. So, but, you know, they have a way of showing you how this can apply mm-hmm. into a job. So it's just, it's fun. First, it's a really fun test to take to see mm-hmm. if what you think about yourself is actually true. What you right. do. Right. But, you know, to like you said, some of them also have jobs that are suggested if mm-hmm. these, are, these are your top five strengths. Yeah. And I'd also say, you you know, when you're sitting at your cubicle or, you know, where, wherever it is in the field, whatever it is that you're currently doing, think about why you don't want to be there mm-hmm. and what you don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that also opening up your mind and, and kind of revisiting or visiting, excuse me, that avenue of, OK, what is it that I really don't like about mm-hmm. this job? When I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and I know that I have to come here, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it I like my job, but I don't like my manager? Mm-hmm. Is it, because in that case, that might be okay. So you like your job, but it might just be time for you to make a right. to, to transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it that I don't like what I'm doing? What aspects of what you're doing don't you like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And when you spoke to that, it made me think of some of what you like. It might be an opportunity right. because maybe there's something you don't like that the company just hasn't thought of, mm-hmm. and you can exactly. just kind of step on in exactly. there and be like, you know yeah. what? I put together this little presentation right. on right. how I think we could approve X, Y, Z. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and then per episode 13, when it's time to talk about that bonus. Make sure you write that in there. I, you know, I changed the culture. <laughs> <laughs> the entire culture. I, okay. I changed the way this organization is right. run. Okay. Right. There it is. I created this whole automated process that <laughs> right. saved you this much amount of money and this much amount of process. Hey, yeah. she said sell yourself. Okay. Say. Completely. <laughs> you're she a, taught us that. You're a Ask, culture changer. Ask, Ask Miss HR. Hmm. <laughs> so, as you're going, and I don't, 
don't know. You could talk to this because I feel like when I was talking about it and even thought about the question, it felt very dinosaur-ish. Okay. But do they still ask for professional references? Like for jobs? You know, that's... I haven't seen that. Oh, but I think some might. I don't think. So from what I've seen, and I'm talking 2000s, late 2000s, it's typically reference. It's typically Seldom have I seen it. It's typically just a reference. Mm-hmm. But I think just to that, you want to have a nice blend of references that mm-hmm. you're you're giving. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that goes back to just cultivating, of course, relationships that you have with people, mm-hmm. um, relationships that you've created with people, both from a um, work standpoint and from a professional organization standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, you could be a part of an organization. So Sherm, and you could have made some really good contacts at Sherm, right? I, you right. know, so I, mm-hmm. you can kind of play around with that a little mm-hmm. bit. I've only seen them with like government positions because I've had to be a reference mm-hmm. for someone. I mm-hmm. think they do a lot of like the background type right. stuff. Right, and the background, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just for those companies that do do it, when you're looking at your references, first please make sure that they're professional people. That and <laughs> in, in, in that. <laughs> I mean that they know what you, the job you're going for. Do they know what you do? Do they know what you do? If they don't know what you do, please let them be a wonderful author or <laughs> someone that can spin. Please. A spin. She Do not put your cousin down. It is very, very important because these are people that you have chosen to refer. So right. it is a complete reflection of you. It's for sure. Yes. You want them to be able to to speak to your ability mm-hmm. to do this job. Right. Um, so you also want them to know, first and foremost, that you're putting them down as a reference. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. No yes. surprises. Yeah. <laughs> no surprises. What Please. you calling me for? Like, I'm sorry. I don't know her. Especially if they're not an off-the-cuff <laughs> person because you got, you got your friend that We'll right, just right. go right down. in the character, but, but that person. no. Y'all don't put Lee down without mm-hmm. calling her. Please stop. <laughs> and telling her first. First of um, all, if I don't know the number, I'm not picking up. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you need to warn me that there is going to be an unknown number coming through right. and I need to answer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would say make sure that they're familiar with um, mm-hmm. with the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So they uh-huh. know what it is that you're, you know, they know the job mm-hmm. that you're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. And they can, they can really eloquently speak to to yeah. your, um, your ability yeah. to perform. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, speaking of opportunities, I know, and it might be a corporate thing, I don't know why some companies require you to tell your manager mm-hmm. when you're looking at other roles, but how can you, I don't know if there's a get around or some kind of strategy, but but how do you address maybe trying to transition in your career when maybe your current manager isn't as Supportive, or you feel like that might be a block to that next opportunity. Super common, and so so just to specify, so we're talking internal roles. So mm-hmm. you're at this company, and you see a role internally, and you just know that that role is for you. Mm-hmm. But you, yes. So a couple things on that. So one, telling your manager. So I would never advise that you not. If you, I would never advise that you apply. And not tell your manager simply mm-hmm. because people talk. Mm-hmm. So it takes one phone call if they really like you to your manager mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, how how is quick?" 
is she good? Mm-hmm. Is she? You know, it, it, people know people. Whether it's a call to your manager or it's a call to their manager, mm-hmm. be honest. Be honest, but be strategic, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say. Have your um, and I think we we touched on this a little bit during the, the conversation negotiation, the last mm-hmm. episode conversation negotiations. Mm-hmm. Having that person or that board of directors, having your internal um, that internal network, having that strong. Mm-hmm. So heavily relying on on your mentors internally before applying, before pushing the submit button, before having a conversation, talking to that one person mm-hmm. who you truly trust. Hey. This is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Every organization is different. Mm-hmm. So you want to ask, okay, how should I navigate this? Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing that I'll say is once you have um, applied for the role and you're you're approaching that conversation with your manager, I would say your approach to that is to start it off really strong with everything that I'm doing here has been so helpful and beneficial mm-hmm. to me in my career. I mean, I'll tell you, and, you know, whether it's true or not, (laughs) we're going to start it off strong. And people like their egos to be stroked. Let's be real. So, you know, I appreciate all of it. Yada, yada. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you want to slide in with, I did see this opportunity Mm -hmm. that I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. I was considering this opportunity, you know, just looking at the job description, you know, doing a little bit of research. And it looks like a really interesting opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know anything about it? You Mm -hmm. know, what are your thoughts? So I know I would not necessarily go into it and say, hey, manager X, I apply for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. I would say it's something that I I'm I've done some research. I'm looking into it. It seems like it'll be an interesting opportunity. Um, What do you know about it? Mm -hmm. You know, you know how you kind of finesse it a little bit Mm -hmm. as opposed to just going right in. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, but look, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. (laughs) Now, I have had a very supportive manager that she literally told us, y'all better go beef up y'all resumes and go make sure y'all have search agents. Like, she like those men. Right. So, I would absolutely There's call There's some her. at a year, like, what you trying right. to do? What like, do you want to do next? Goes, where you, you know, mm-hmm. who can I connect you with? Right. Absolutely would go to her. Mm-hmm. But I've also had managers that I know that if I had had that conversation with, either my workload would have suddenly gotten really light. Oh. Mm. You know, like, oh, well, she's looking to get out of here anyway. Mm. Let's go ahead and start transitioning and work off mm-hmm. of her. We not, you know, so mm-hmm. how do you, like, what's the reality of doing that? And I feel like those kind of managers are more prevalent than the ones that I had, it's you know, super risk. supportive. It's a risk that you take, right? Mm-hmm. So so you're damned if you do, damned if you right. don't, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you take the risk of saying, you know what, let me... Off the off chance, let me back it up a second, right? And I'm thinking about a real life example. Think about and do some research first mm-hmm. on the role. Mm-hmm. See if at all possible before formally going into it, maybe talk to people about the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So before it's Formalized. So what I will say is that in some cases, and again, it's so hard because it depends on the organization yeah. and how you go about applying for roles internally. Yeah. Um, in some cases, you can say to the hiring team, mm-hmm. hey, I haven't spoken to my manager yet. I wanted to see where the where the um, opportunity went first. I wanted to just 
you know, dig mm-hmm, a little bit more mm-hmm, into it before mm-hmm. I mentioned it to my manager. I just wanted to see where the opportunity goes. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that you can do. And again, it's so hard because it depends on the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say definitely do that. And if you do see it progressing, then of course, absolutely tell your manager. Right. Mm-hmm. If you see it going nowhere, then you don't have to share. Right. Mm-hmm. But that will be difficult if you're in an organization where you a, you apply for a role and before they will even talk to you, mm-hmm. they want to get your performance feedback and mm-hmm. they're going to talk to your manager. So it depends on the type of organization that you're in. Mm-hmm. If you're in the situation where they speak to your manager, where they will speak to your manager because they need to get a sense of performance mm-hmm. and you you know you apply to this role absolutely say something you do yeah. not want it to be a situation a mm-hmm. where it's because that's even worse yeah mm-hmm. mm. now personally i'm of the belief new responsibilities new coins but um <laughs> can your new position so let's say you've applied internally they've mm-hmm. said we're going we want you can they and I, I know it depends it's organization dependent but is that a I guess, common practice for the new position internally to kind of base things off your old position in terms of where they're going to align you compensation-wise? No. It's a new role. It's a new opportunity. It's a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to you want to revisit that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You want to you want to explore that with them. Mm-hmm. So although you are internal, you are you're coming into a new role, right? And so new job, whether that's you applied for it or whether you were tapped on the shoulder to do something, mm-hmm. new job, new responsibilities. Let's revisit where we are from a coin standpoint, mm-hmm. right? So also in speaking to that, so is it? I don't know, legal for a person to ask about your prior salary? Can they ask that? Like, can they say... Good question. So, the the rules around that have have changed. And so, I've been out of the recruiting side Mm -hmm. of the house. I've been out of that for a minute. Okay. Um, So, I'll take that twofold. So, internally, they can find out your salary. Right, absolutely. So, they don't even have to ask you. Mm -hmm. They'll go over that. Mm -hmm. But to me, that that doesn't matter because I'm still going to have the conversation with you. Mm -hmm. It's, again, new role, new opportunity, a new discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said on episode, on the episode prior, um, make sure that you also do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, so what your when you go into the discussion, mm-hmm. go into the discussion armed mm-hmm. um, with, you know, an idea of exactly where you should be from a compensation standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is it illegal now to my knowledge, and again, I've been out of the recruiting space, full transparency mm-hmm. for a minute, mm-hmm. but I know at the organization that I'm at now, we cannot, mm. we cannot outright ask someone for, for their salary, mm-hmm. their current mm-hmm. salary. Mm-hmm. What we can do is <laughs> request a range. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you're looking for and that good stuff? And I think we, I won't go too far down that mm-hmm. rabbit hole. I think we touched on that before. Yeah, we did. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because <laughs> duckets, they matter. Mm-hmm. So I want to take you back to the, you know, humbling yourself and that you were, you know, you were prepared to take that internship and do what you had to do to get ahead. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that, you know, that person who they might be an AVP too, they might be used to, you know, eating at Chima just for lunch, you know? So (laughs) what do you say or how can a person kind of prepare themselves for that step back financially or for that sacrifice? What are some of the things you think 
people should know or, or be prepared to do. Yeah. So there's a lot, of course, that can be done. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. But what I'll, I'll tell you, uh, planning, 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 planning so that you aren't in the situation where you are completely stressed out and you're you don't know left from right now Mm -hmm. I guess I want to be clear so sacrifice comes with a little bit of the unknown sometimes Mm -hmm. so you can't plan for everything Mm -hmm. but what you can do is position yourself so that you know that you're starting off in a place of of comfort like right. you know you you have your your idea in mind mm-hmm. you have mapped it out mm-hmm. you know what it is that you're looking to achieve you have saved some ducats mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. have put some money aside mm-hmm. and you know exactly what you know what it is that you need to do because you want to maybe maintain your current lifestyle you might not want to fully sacrifice mm-hmm. um, and then different ways that you can do that now mm-hmm. that that depends some people are like listen I am ready to transition into this new field I got some money in my 401k I might tap that now I, I'm not advising it mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know mm-hmm. the disclaimer that you all use at the beginning of the show <laughs> I am not a financial advisor um, just thinking these about these are just the opinions of our guests okay. these are just, thank you very much quick these are just the opinions of our guests now I'm, you know by no means am I saying yep make that your first move right. mm-hmm. uh, but again it goes back to investing in yourself so mm-hmm. you're thinking about those pockets of money that you either currently have or you know you're putting aside Uh um, funds so that you can focus on whatever that that goal that end goal is you can focus on that new career that you want Mm -hmm. Um, planning 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 and know that the plan it might not pan out the way that you thought it would but you tried Mm -hmm. Um, and you you know you have the resources and the means to you know to do whatever you need to do to to get to that goal for now Uh you're investing in yourself Mm -hmm. so if it changes that's okay you're going to keep it moving you're going to pick yourself up brush yourself off Mm -hmm. keep it moving and you know reevaluate to see what it is that you need to do Mm yeah yeah that's good for sure and for those that you know because you got your plunger i compare it the way that a person moves just about everyone is how they jump in a pool some people will jump right in i will figure it out when i get there and then other (laughs) people You didn't take in 10 minutes to get your knee deep in that pool. (laughs) So, I mean, even if you're at a point where you want to do it, you don't have to quit that lucrative job. That's right. Take your time about, you know, getting in that pool. Mm -hmm. You know, if if oh, yeah, if you don't have two incomes Mm -hmm. or or your circumstances aren't what, you know, yeah, aren't the best in terms of making that transition. You can yeah. always, you know, just stay in the shadow Take end of the world. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And yeah. I think that goes with her underlying thing of saying, you know, planning. Because yeah. when you're doing that, if it takes you, you know, six months to get that that mm-hmm. nest egg yeah. um, or however long, then that's part of your plan to be able to transition to the next steps, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, someone might have been able to jump in two months, but they could have also had a second income at home with a spouse. Mm-hmm. They could have also had parental support somewhere. Right. So, um, you know, you can't compare 
people's stories, especially when you're talking about career transitions. Mm-hmm. You have to do what's best for yourself and what's best Absolutely. for your household. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, planning will all, planning will never fail you. Right, you have to do it. Right, and if you're to. passionate enough about it, you'll take you'll take the time to to think it mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Right, so you know, definitely not trying to discourage anyone. Mm -hmm. And if you're the person that goes full in 110%, Mm -hmm. then if that's going to be what works for you, then by all means you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you want to have a sense of how you're going to eat. Right, right. (laughs) And then, I mean, everybody's, you know, path isn't necessarily from point A to point B. You know, there's a lot of zigzags. Um, You know, I know specifically, I I know a person that told me that, like, you wouldn't understand the way I had to transition. Mm. I had to jump because to me it was like, oh, my God, that's so inconsistent. Like, why are you doing that? And they were just always jumping. But they got to the they saw their plan and they did their vision what worked for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and ultimately got to to their goals. So just because it wasn't the path that I would have taken doesn't mean it's the incorrect path. And that is is so, 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 so Mm -hmm. key. Invest in yourself. Yep. Invest mm-hmm. in yourself. Mm-hmm. You are all you got. Yes. <laughs> you are okay? all you got. You mm-hmm. are all you got. Right. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself mm-hmm. because you. Who believes in you more than you do? Right. Of right. course, your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They might say that they believe it. You know. Right. <laughs> but you know. But let's be real. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself. Take that leap. If you've been. Listeners, if you have been thinking about and sitting on that thing that makes you happy, that thing you want to do so desperately, take a step back, get your plan in place, and do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. And if you're not the person to jump in the pool and do it, do it right away, write it down. Think about how you can get there. Mm-hmm. Don't right. stop dreaming. When right. you stop dreaming and when you don't have any more goals or mm-hmm. there's nothing that you really want to do, that's when we have a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just speaking of that passion, so the person who maybe they don't want to fully ditch their career just mm-hmm. yet, what are mm-hmm. some ways or some things maybe you've seen in corporations where a person can maybe incorporate some of those passions at their job or right. things that they can do to kind of, you know, get that that feel good and, and, and get that as a part yeah. of their day. You mentioned you volunteered while you were at your other job. Yeah, and- I did. Yeah. I did. So it might not it might not always be something that you can incorporate and bring to your job, but think about innovative and creative ways for you to do that. So I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. If you work as a um, HR professional mm-hmm. and at a corporation, at a bank, but you love to cook. And you know that you want to open up this bakery one day. Mm-hmm. You make your cake pops are absolutely delicious. Your <laughs> cupcakes are moist. And you know that you're good at what you do. Cook mm-hmm. for your boss. Guess what I'm you do? That's not it. <laughs> you look at what events are going on over the mm, next couple months. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I could cater this event. There's mm-hmm. a networking event. Mm. And this is, of course, of course pre-COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe one day, hopefully, we'll be able to have these types of events again. But is it possible for me to maybe put out some samples? Mm-hmm. I have a very good friend of mine. Um, she is um, she's into baking and, and cooking and I'll, I'll throw her name out there as a little plug Kristen's Good Eats and Treats yes. um, she is based in Charlotte yes. um, so I know one thing that she that she did that I thought was really cool she relocated here from New York mm-hmm. and her husband 
secured a job mm-hmm. and he was not at that job for more than two weeks she had her labels complete she had um, blondies which her blondies are excellent mm-hmm. another plug <laughs> she had her blondies cooked ready to go labels and ra- rappers um, blondies and the rappers labels on and sent them to her husband's job I know yes. that's right free samples put them out put them out Mm -hmm. so you know and again free sample so she was investing in herself right so I think it goes back it goes back to doing that but be creative and Mm -hmm. be innovative and think about ways that you can incorporate Mm -hmm. your interest at work Mm -hmm. you know where possible yeah Yeah. and that goes to also you know again I I always talk about it because it's just such a big thing for me but as you are transitioning building your circle Mm -hmm. because you may not be the most creative person but if you get with a creative they can throw ideas out left and right you be like whoa I didn't even think about that but when you are doing this in isolation Mm -hmm. it becomes so much harder daunting. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people see things in you that mm-hmm. you just don't because yeah. we a lot of times especially as women have that negative habit of downplaying ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't you know it feels right. braggadocious to right. be like you know mm-hmm. I, I, I'm that chick mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times like you said someone on the outside can be like well, why don't you do this right. or you know Girl, things you that really you don't even think this. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That network is key. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the things, and again, I don't hate it quite as much as the tell me about yourself question on interviews, <laughs> but sometimes when you're doing something that's a little different or like you talked about um, the person you know mm-hmm. who kind of zigzagged or did yeah. something a little like, mm, this doesn't have a linear path, right. you're going to get that question of why the change. Mm. So what are some honest but effective ways of approaching that question. Yeah, sure. So, you know, you to your point, and you said it, and it's so key, honest, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want to be effective. So that question is posed, posed to you. Think about the truth, right? So mm-hmm. why did you want to move into this new, uh, this new area? Mm-hmm. Now, it's all in how you how you say it. People when they're interviewing you, interviewers like to to feel they want the person to be genuine. They want to be able to feel that. Uh-huh. And uh typically they can pick up when you're not, mm-hmm. right? Um so tap in, really dig deep and and tap into the reason and tie it back to this new whatever yes, this new opportunity is. <laughs> Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And don't ever downplay or talk badly about, you know, how you felt about what you were doing before. So Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what you don't want to say. Okay. I really didn't like it. It's it really wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I absolutely despise that response. It wasn't for me. Right. Well, why not? Right. Why wasn't it? Can we we use evidence to back this up? Um, So you want to finesse it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I really enjoyed, mm, hopefully you at some point enjoyed at one point in time what you were doing previously. Right. Right. You know, I did, I I was appreciative for the opportunity Mm -hmm. to do X, Y, and Z. But I have to tell you, my interest really is in... H I J K. Right. So I'm really excited for the opportunity to do whatever mm-hmm. this new opportunity is. 
tie it back to that new opportunity mm-hmm. and refocus. So you're touching on, mm-hmm. you know, what you did previously very quickly. Like, it was a great opportunity. I was really appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. But, but the reason why I'm leaving is because I really want to do this. Right. You're saying that without saying it. Right. That makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Right. It absolutely mm-hmm. does. Yeah. And I know, because I got that question. Oh, my gosh. We got that question <laughs> a lot. And I especially got that question coming out of private practice doing criminal yes. law and going into a corporation because they're completely... Yes. If you're going from private practice to maybe a a role where they see that you have a law degree, so you're Mm -hmm. not going into a legal department, Mm -hmm. compliance, why do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. Any business role, (laughs) they're like, because I guess Mm -hmm. the fear is that That you're going to leave to go practice. I don't know. You're not really interested. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and again, it's digging deep, right? So, and... And I'm going to let me just I'm trying to think this through because I don't want to. There are some people out there who I'm sure are really passionate about compliance. Mm -hmm. I think with some of these 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 corporate jobs, you know, as a kid, you didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I want to do compliance. (laughs) I'm really passionate about compliance. So taking a step back to dig a little deep and say, okay, what is it about compliance that I that I really enjoy? Mm -hmm. I really enjoy the ability and my husband is in compliance. Shout out to him. I can't really tell you a lot of what <laughs> right, you right, right, right. But I'm just going, if I had to just think of an example on the fly, mm-hmm. I really um, enjoy the the um, the opportunity to to problem solve and to ensure that the organ to ensure that organizations are in compliance with whatever it is that mm-hmm. you all you know whatever you regulations so, right it's something that I enjoy I like I like to be challenged mm-hmm. and really being able to dig in and understand mm-hmm. you know and also take the skills that I got from X Y and yep. Z and bring mm-hmm. them to this mm-hmm. yeah it's just something that I that mm-hmm. I really enjoy doing yeah yeah yeah. And that was, I mean, because my transition, you know, from going from legal to technology, mm-hmm. it was still a lot of that, you know, I can still dig down and do a lot of the analysis. I mm-hmm. know how to talk to multiple people that have nothing to do with my business at all. I had mm-hmm. to talk to subject matter experts, and this is in litigation. So, you know, just being able to, like you said, take those skills that you did at your job before and show them how they will apply yeah. to this job, even though it's a completely different field. And please, 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 even if you're a reason for leaving was because you just could not stay in your manager. Don't bad mouth. Thank you, Mm-mm. quick. Do Please not bad don't. mouth Mm-mm. your prior manager. Don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> It is an absolute sure. Next candidate, please. Yes. Absolutely. And it's it's a, unfortunately, it's a reflection of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By doing that. Mm -hmm. So 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, and so this happens for various reasons. We are in COVID time. Sometimes people take time off to, you know, child care is expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are situations where maybe people have gaps Mm -hmm. in their resume. And I know Almost similar to how some people treat no credit is worse than bad credit. It's like the gaps for whatever reason can weigh against the person. Right. So how how can a candidate address those gaps and, you know, whether it's due to layoffs or time away for things like what's a good response to that or what are some things that that individual can kind of be thinking about oh yeah so of course it depends on what the gap is right Mm -hmm. so you do want to be you do want to be honest Mm -hmm. but at the same time you also don't kind of going back to that earlier point you don't want to focus on the gap Mm -hmm. you want to highlight you know when it comes up Mm -hmm. acknowledge it and kind of go back to the point during that time you know I did take 
some time to care for an elderly parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, during that time, I was really excited to get back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. I was really eager to get back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. And I think this opportunity, again, tying it back to that because y'all not going to focus on me. We're going to go back to why I want this right. job. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm going to answer your question real quick. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go back to why mm-hmm. I want this job and not only why I want it, but why I'm the quintessential candidate for it. Right. So mm-hmm. we're always going to tie it back to that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that would that's something that I would advise. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's suggestions also for why, you know, even if, like I say, you're taking care of a child, you're taking care of a parent, during those gaps, it's also helpful to do some free courses Absolutely. that will be related. So you could say, yeah, I was on the gap, but while I was doing that, I did, I did, did you know, I did a training for this, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You yeah. ne- you and it doesn't, like wrong. you said, it does, I would look for some free courses because if you're in a gap, you more than likely don't have income at the time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be, I went to, you know, this community college and got this certification and this like small things will just allow them to let you know that you won't just sleeping at home exactly I 100% agree so Mm -hmm. definitely thinking about ways that you could continue to advance and I'll tell you something so funny that you say that I was on maternity leave and this is I I was going back to my job completely fine my husband asked me why I didn't get a certification during that time he said do you want to get a certification (laughs) while you're on leave That is a trip. And if I know there's some just even if you're interested in a certification, mm-hmm. maybe not on maternity leave. But if okay. you're interested in a certification, there's often adult scholarships. So you can always Google if yeah. you're interested in that mm-hmm. and again spend somebody else's ducats to just slide that certification (laughs) over while you're applying. Right, right, right. So quick, do you have? I don't. This was absolutely wonderful. I mean, you know, I love our Axmas HR segment. And, and how yes. going to we gonna continue to have them come oh, yes. so we, we will find that guest that match our energy. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yes. yes. I yes. love coming here. And ladies, I appreciate you each and every time for always having me. And um and again, I think what you're doing is so important. Thank Just you so much. Getting the word out there. Mm-hmm. Um, encouraging folks and um, just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank All you right, so much. It you. always means, you know, good to be able to hear good things because sometimes you question yourself, like, does this have purpose? Aww. But, you know, it's always good to, to hear. Yep. Yes, ma'am. All right. It is time for our segment called Dear Diva. If you would like advice from us and to possibly be heard on the show, you can email us at divaadvice at gmail.com. That is D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E. Diva Advice. At gmail.com. All right. This episode letter goes. Dear Divas, I'm a woman in my 30s. I'm financially stable and currently in the market to purchase my own home. Go ahead. That all sounds well and fine, but dating has been a disaster because Mm. of it. To give a few examples of the guys I've been on dates with lately. One guy is employed but doesn't earn much and is, quote, working on some things. He's had a few financial setbacks and is working on rebuilding. I offer to pay for things, but he'd rather forego doing things than allowing me to pay because, quote, that's a man's job. Another guy became intimidated and said things like he wasn't used to dealing with a woman with more than him Mm. and would make little snarky comments about me being stuck up when I corrected his table etiquette or grammar. I wanted to meet someone organically, but it's just not working out. My question is, would you invest in dating apps at this point? If so, 
which ones do you think are better for individuals actually looking for a relationship? Or am I being unreasonable slash stuck up for expecting it to be economically feasible mm. to date or wanting a person who has a certain level of etiquette and know-how? Signed, Anonymous. Oh, goodness. Mm. I have so many thoughts. I just, <laughs> I have so we, many We thoughts. always let our guests go first. So, yeah, oh, y'all go are so ahead. Polite. Y'all are so polite. Miss HR. <laughs> y'all are so polite. Um, so, Okay. Dating apps. Um, so let me tackle that one first. So it, it's funny. I was recently speaking to to my husband and reflecting on a couple that we know, mm-hmm. and um, they met on Match. dot com. Okay. So if I were to use so to anonymous, if I were to use a dating app, mm-hmm. I would probably use that one or one where there was some type of um, financial investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, when you have to pay for something, when mm-hmm. you have to pay for a service, you're more serious about it, mm-hmm. right? Number one, you 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 have the means to do it or you found the means and you really want this so you are going to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I would, I would say I would pay for a dating app. Mm-hmm. So yes, I would use one, and yes, I would pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Budget for that? Yeah. Are you stuck? <laughs> Sorry. That that next piece. Are you stuck up? No, you're not stuck up. You are entitled to, and you can like what you like. Yes. Don't apologize for liking what you like. Mm-hmm. Don't dim your light. I hear that. Don't no, no. I I, I would put I, I put. Dimming your light in the same category um, as you saying you're not going to go to this restaurant, not because you don't like it anymore, you don't have the money, but because he can't pay for it. That's dimming your light. If you have the means to do it, and this is, what's the... uh, uh, quick, can you remind me again of what you said at the beginning of the show? This, this is my opinion and my opinion only. <laughs> right, right. These are opinions of our guests. Yes, this is my opinion, y'all. Okay, <laughs> I, I have some friends that might fight me on this. This is, this is purely my opinion. Um, don't dim your light. I think at the in that same breath, I will say it is important to allow a man to feel like a man, yes. right? So I think it's a delicate balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes with compromise. Mm-hmm. So so to, to the anonymous writer, I would say invest in that dating app. Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen success stories. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Make make the investment if that's something that you're interested in doing. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I would say is don't dim your light. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, go. Yeah. I think there's a delicate balance, and he could still feel like a man. And I think too, you want someone who is secure in themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if he, I would take a step back. If you can't go to this restaurant because you. you're going to be paying for it and he's going to feel some kind of way. Um, I'll tell you, I met my husband when he was in law school. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was working full time. You couldn't tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. I had my little stuff. Boom, boom. He was in law school and in law school, a lot of times you can't do what? You can't work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it, the relationship worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. He was fine. It was temporary. Mm-hmm. So the person also needs to have goals. Are they comfortable Thank being you. here? Right. Do they want to stay where they are? Mm-hmm. Or do they want more? Right. And if they don't want more, then they need to get in that seat, get that pillow, and get comfortable mm-hmm. because you're not going to change your lifestyle. Right. 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 Well, we come on quick. Missed- <laughs> hey. 
Okay. Oh, Lord. So, I will take the easiest answer first. Apps. Mm-hmm. I love the dating online. Okay. So, I'm all about all the paid ones. E-Harmony. Okay. <laughs> the, the unpaid What are your top two quick? Stayed on an app, girl. Stayed on an app. Tinder. Swipe left, swipe right. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Oh, um, you know, E-Harmony's going to take you through that. They're going to do the strips finder for you. <laughs> they're going to let you know your strips. Okay. You're going to get tired of answering them questions out there. But Lord. I will say <laughs> this. So, I'm completely about it. I had a um, lot sister girlfriend that was completely against it. Mm. It just could never be her. She would never do it. Okay. She tried it the first time she tried it, and she has a whole fiance. Well, So, I know several success stories from mm-hmm. that. So, I am all about it. However, I will say, mm. organic or an app, the situation is you're going to go through duds either way. Mm. Okay? So, if you're having an issue meeting someone and because you talked about like you know him saying about table etiquette like Mm. unless that's going to be something in your bio or your profile (laughs) must have table etiquette I mean you could you you can so that's what I'm saying if that's important to you you might want to have those conversations before you meet this person Mm -hmm. you know in in person so it's an easier way I will definitely say it's an easier way to fill out what you um, don't want? Thank you. That's a okay. good way to say. It. That's not what I was gonna say. Okay, it's a good way to fill out the the very basics of what you don't want. When you mm-hmm. talk about personalities, I'm sorry. The only way to check that is when you're in person with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I think the basics of you know, well, what do you do? Um, do you you know? There's there's many ways to ask. Are you in a relationship? Are you in a relationship? Does somebody think they're in a relationship with you? Yeah. Um, you got specific you, know, you, do, you have to get very specific. You have to play all the games. <laughs> that is not going to change whether you online or in person. Mm-hmm. So the frustrations you have, you have to understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't. Re- I don't really understand. No, I'm not going to say I don't understand because I think I've been in that situation. I was about to say I don't really understand how this all ties to you having a house. And when he said he's not used to somebody having more than him. So maybe her, you know, looking on Zillow. I don't. I'm so, Can you repeat that, Lee? The question she said. The last, that part that she, he said he's not used to what? He's, used, he's not used to have him. a woman having more than him. Yeah. So I guess maybe her being on the market like I'm about to close on these houses. Yeah. And, and, and that is a common. It's a common thing mm-hmm. for men to feel like that if a woman has more than them Mm -hmm. that it lessens them them somehow it lessens their manhood somehow but I don't really think that's the underlying issue I really think the underlying issue is like you said if I have a house and I have this and I'm used to going to these kind of restaurants by myself when I bring you in whoever your partner is Mm -hmm. man woman whatever whoever your partner is they should be able to elevate and add to whatever you already have so if you're bringing someone in and they cannot do that then that's a problem and I think sometimes the intimidation factor of well dang she got a six bedroom house that is a pool in the backyard what does she need me for but it doesn't necessarily always have to be financial sometimes they need support like sometimes they need to be able to just drop that cape off you know so 
it's just a matter of treating them a certain way too. I, and I also think that there's a way to, there's ability, as my father would say, there's an ability to tell a man to go to hell and make him feel happy on his way. Hmm. There is, and it's, you know, tact. There's an ability to sit down with somebody at a table and, you know, you know, slide a napkin over to him or, you know, gently push the elbows off. You didn't got you got your elbows on the table. You smacking at, you know, you don't have to belittle someone. Mm-hmm. And it's the attitude under something that <laughs> makes something bad. So, True. you know, everybody, you know, everybody might not know that salad fork and a dinner fork and then, but you can teach them if they're good. Like, is that really a, a deal breaker? And I think, sis, if he's told you that he's not used to being with somebody of this cal, I think that's that's a a, a um, segue into asking him if this will work for him. Right, if it will mm. work for him. Right, because, I mean, people might not be used to him. They might have different backgrounds, but some people, they, they are eager to learn, mm-hmm. you know? Because there are some things that you might be doing and you come into a relationship, you might not never be used to it, but it can bring out, some. I'm telling you, sometimes these opposites that attract mm-hmm. can bring out the best in you. Because sometimes you going head-to-head with two type A people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fight, man. Mm-hmm. It is a fight. But you can say, hey, we can both forward the Maserati, but y'all fighting inside the Maserati. So, I mean, you know. And I think she should ask herself, too, is she comfortable with right. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a huge difference because it also will make a huge difference if she's not comfortable mm-hmm. in the attitude and the way she treats that person. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. True. Okay, let me first say this. I feel your pain. I have a, a friend in my a friend of mine and I joke that dating is like the Hunger Games. Mm. And when a person goes out on a date, we do that Katniss salute and oh, say, may the odds be ever in your favor. Okay, it's rough. I get it, sis. So let me say that first and foremost. I'm sorry. Okay, I know what you're going through. Now, to the, I, I'm going to answer the first one. I have not personally done the apps. I do get it, like wanting that organic thing. I think it is a little traditional and, and wanting to just kind of run into someone mm-hmm. in the store. Mm-hmm. It just feels more natural. But Pull up to the stoplight. Right. But part of it is we are more, especially COVID times, right. you know, people aren't going out as much. True. And it is tougher once you're, you know, no longer in college or whatever. You're not just really running into people because you have a routine. Mm-hmm. You go to work, mm-hmm. you go to the gym, you go home, mm-hmm. you know. So I will say, you know, be open. Um, I do agree many times when you have to invest, people are a little more serious and intentional in something that they're paying for. Mm -hmm. Uh, I probably would venture to say I've heard more. I've heard more success stories on your matches and e-harmonies than your tenders. Not saying that there Mm -hmm. aren't, but there's a difference. You know, there's an investment. So I would kind of, you know, look into that and really think about that. I know I've even had some friends that, you know, their married friends Mm -hmm. knew somebody. Mm -hmm. And because your friends know you and they know that person and they're not usually going to introduce you to trash. So, But don't hold us accountable. Okay, true. They don't know how they are in a dating relationship, but they at least know common anymore it's it'd be a wonderful way to do it right but But, you know i i will say that too like you know if you have friends that maybe they got some single Mm -hmm. people they know somebody Mm -hmm. you know that's a way too but i I will definitely say be open and maybe um like miss hr and quick said you know the ones that you have to invest in you might um 
find more fruitful. Mm-hmm. I do think for me, I hate the small talk. So to me, the the apps might even be better for that than the what do you like to do? What's your favorite color? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, you can get through a lot of that right. ahead of time. Right. Now this am I being unreasonable slash stuck up. Now I'ma just bring myself to the table as Jada Pinkett would say. You are not asking too much, for example, <laughs> to expect a man not to pronounce the L in salmon. If that bothers you, you have the right to like what you like, sis. Um. Now, I agree with Quick. You don't have to do it in an ugly way. That part. But you like what you like. And if you... It's brick. There's a K in the word. <laughs> so... <laughs> So all I'm saying is it is okay to like going to the places that you like to go. And I do agree with Miss HR. Don't dim your light for anyone. Mm-hmm. If you like to go to Ruth's Chris and get their little sweet potato souffle, right. then go to Ruth's Chris. And mm, again, that, it is delicious. <laughs> it's more of him than you with the I would rather not go than pay. Because mm-hmm. I do think that some men can get intimidated when a woman doesn't, I guess, financially need mm-hmm. a man or doesn't depend on a man. But I think there are some men that are like, oh, OK, this is nice. Like she could pay mm-hmm. sometime. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with communication of this is where I am. I like to do nice things from time to time. So mm-hmm. if you're going through some things financially and assuming that doesn't bother you. Right. Then what is the problem? Yeah. So, you know, that just may not be the one. That's not your fish. Put them back. Right. Put and them I back. think, too, don't stop. <laughs> Start off. Don't start off with that mentality mm-hmm. of oh, you know, I don't want to go because it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. And then just because you're talking to him for you know X amount of months, think that it's all of a sudden going to change. Mm-hmm. Start off how you want it to be. Right. Mm-hmm. If you know that you want to go there, then go there. Don't hold back. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And to that, I said, like I said, approach things in grace. So it is perfectly fine. Like I said, to like what you like. But if you're trying to in love. You know, expose someone to things or kind of, you know, tighten them up nicely, you know, and that person is, oh, now they want to argue about their L and salmon. No, don't do it. I mean, because I can only tell you so many times nicely start on the outside and work your way in on this table setting. I can only say if if you choose. There are some people who will art. Listen. The person has to be open and willing. Both on both exactly. sides. Exactly. Um, so that's why I say approach it with mm-hmm. grace, but also a lot of that sounds like these two people, it's a them thing. Mm-hmm. It's not, from what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. you're not being unreasonable. But yeah. again, it's perfectly fine to like what you like. And we will get into this a lot more on, <laughs> we got an episode coming up about dating. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be interesting. So I, potential. Yes, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> And I hope that you all get, um, and you might have already, from a guest standpoint, I think you all should get the perspective of a man. Oh, oh every time, girl. Oh, we yeah, love we it. it. We, we love it. it. Mm-hmm. We did. We love, yes. It's always. <laughs> I have to tune in. Always a good time. Always. All right, Diva. We hope it works out. Let us know how the eHarmony goes. You know, hopefully you match up. Mm-hmm. And yes, do not dim your light, honey. Right. All right. Quick. Yes. So when we were talking, you know, in our discussions uh, about the career transitions, I 
my tip is more so of a quote mm-hmm. that I, I saw recently, and it was talking about procrastination. Because mm-hmm. um, you were like, you know, take the jump, whether you have to, you know, dip your feet in one step at a time, mm-hmm. or you just jump all the way in. It was the perspective of procrastination being that procrastination is the audacity of believing that God owes you another day to do what you were supposed to do today. Mm. Let that sit. Mm. Okay. All right. Can you say that one more time? The audacity, procrastination is the audacity Mm. to believe that God owes you another day to be able to do what he gave you the ability to do today. Mm. Okay. And we often look at procrastination like, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it. But there is a, a, there is a presumption that time is on your side. Mm-hmm. It's a, We don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I have another day to get to it. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's, it's very audacious to think, you owe me this. Right. And I'll get to it when I get to it, even though you gave me this dream and this vision and this access you know mm-hmm. days ago so that that's what i would say you know when you look at procrastination don't always just think about it as what you're gonna do but there are there are people that are waiting on you there's time mm-hmm. it's not guaranteed no. you know mm-hmm. so that would be that Ooh. well that wraps up this week's word uh, <laughs> okay so we want to thank miss hr once again for being with us on this episode thank you all for listening we hope some jewels were dropped and some encouragement was received by our listeners in the meantime until next time you can follow us on facebook divas and ducats we are on instagram at Divas and Ducats, and our website is www.divasandducats.com. All right. All right. Have a great attitude. Bye.